Uppercut Podcast. We are back with a full house tonight. We're going to go over this song, Yadong versus Ricky Simone card coming up this weekend. And boys, I don't know what you guys think, but there is two or three fucking stankers on this card. Oh, yeah. The the yeah, Waldo yeah. Cortez Acosta versus uh, Rogeria de Lima fight is going to be messy, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, there's a couple that you're going to fucking hate, Max. I know oh, you yeah. hate the, the high weight class sloppy oh. ones. There's oh, like man. two or three. Yeah, there's yeah. a couple fucking sloppy dudes on this card. But there's also <laughs> some good, like, but at the top, like, at the, there's also, um, Song Yudong versus Ricky Simone is going to be sick. Kyle Barala versus Miho Alexichuk is going to be uh, fucking awesome. Uh, Julian Rosa. Like, they're, they're, Josh Quinlan, I'm interested in seeing again after he knocked out our boy. So I'm interested. In the there was also, to be fair to this card, there was also a metric. I think there ended up being six cancellations total. Yeah, actually, is Josh Quinlan even still fighting? I don't even know. He I is. His okay. opponent got replaced. He was supposed to fight fucking Angelusa. Oh, he's fighting Pete Rodriguez. Yeah, Natan. No, no, he's he's fighting he's, Trey Waters. Trey Waters, yeah, my bad. Ro- yeah. Pete, Pete Rodriguez is fighting uh no one on this card. Never mind. Which is canceled. Yeah, he was supposed to fight Natan Levy. Yep. Journey Newsom was supposed to fight. That's canceled. Armin Sarukian, who I was really disappointed, but yeah. that got canceled a while ago. And Emily Ducote, they all got canceled. And Josh Quinlan was supposed to fight Ange Lusa, and that got canceled. But then he got a new opponent. Yeah. Damn. Yep. So the Natan Levy and uh, what's his face fight is off. That sucks. I was excited yeah, for that one. From what I understand, yeah. I mean, it yeah. says right now it's off. I was pretty pumped for that one, too. Yeah, that was going to be fire. All right, well, let's hop into this main event because I know, I know we got a – I think we're actually going to split on this one. This might be one of the first main events in a while that we don't all agree on. And I really, really hate to say this going into this fight, boys. We got Songy Dong coming in at 19-7-1. Ricky Simone coming in at 20-3. I fucking hate these – I love but hate these matchups so much because I do not want either of these guys to lose. Like, I hate that someone has to be a loser in this matchup. Completely Song, agree. Yeah. Song comes in off a of fucking huge... I, I think we all agreed. He took a beating, but it was a great performance against one of the best bantamweights out right now, Corey Sanhagen. He has the complete advantage on the feet. He's tough as nails. His boxing combinations are second to none, and he has a relentless motor. And I'm super high on Song, but I really believe this is going to be a pretty challenging fight for him ricky simone has shown his boxing prowess has just grown tremendously the last few years he beat the living hell out of jack shore mate i'm not gonna say he made him switch division but it might be a little bit of a coincidence he has the ability to fucking to mix it his wrestling he also has a relentless motor and i do think song in the next probably four to five years will be fighting for a title i just think this fight is going to be a little tough for him between Simone's ability to truly mix up his offense and Song's history with struggling against his wrestling, I'm leaning Simone a little bit right now. That might change by the time fight time comes. But as of now, I gotta lean Simone. Max, who are you leaning? I'm I'm right there with you. I'm I'm leaning Simone. Um I mean, yeah, you, you really laid it out there. I just think Simone has shown that there's some dimension to his game that I'm not sure uh Song can keep up with. And I love Song Yudong. I love both of these guys like you do. Um, it just feels like it's Ricky Simone's time right now. And he is he's just at this level that I don't know if Song can hit. But I mean, I think this is gonna be an awesome fight, and I don't feel good about picking either guy, but I am gonna take uh Ricky Simone. Yeah, and I think it's fair to say too that Ricky Simone's really started to share that the last like two years. Like if this fight was like two, three years ago, it might be a little different, but his boxing is just 
excelled dramatically the last few years. Agreed. Jefferson, are we sweeping the first pick? Yeah, we actually are. I'm oh, rocking shit. with Ricky. Damn. That means he's gonna Ricky. lose. Yeah, I get. Uh, yeah, probably. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm just, I'm scared for songs. I mean, I feel like the way you you laid it out perfectly. The way that Ricky's boxing has stepped up recently. I feel like the only, I mean, I might just be saying this shit again, but like. Song's going to have to catch him on an entry, kind of like, not like how we were saying Sergey had to catch Blades, but like how we were saying how Sergey had to catch Blades, just catching him like on an entry with a huge explosive, explosive shot while he's trying to change levels. Because Ricky's boxing is just right, I feel like it's right there with him. It's going to be hard to outpoint him now, especially Ricky's got that third dimension with that great grappling. Give me Ricky. Yeah, and this might be a little crazy to say because it's a bantamweight division, probably the toughest division in the UFC right now. But asking a 25-year-old Song Yudong to beat Ricky Simone is probably one of the more talented guys. Upper echelon, the bantamweight, is a really tall task to ask him right now at this point in his career. It really is. Um, you want to go to the next fight, Kyle Barala versus Miho Alexichuk? Yeah, this is this is another one. The same thing as the main event for me. I absolutely love and hate this fight because I love yeah. these two guys. You guys know I've been a fucking Even Kyle stylistically Barala. too. Yeah, and you guys know I've been a Borjalo stand for a little while now. Yeah, yeah no doubt. And Alessi Chuck is probably besides Jan my favorite Polish fighter out right now, with the exception of maybe that po- the Polish kickboxer. What was his name? Oh man, the one I... who fought William Knight. Oh, uh, what's his face? I'll look that up. I forget his name, but dude, he's yeah. up there too. But I, I love was that these was that Rebecca? Was that Mateusz Rebecca? I can't remember. I'll, I'll look but, it up. But the I'm one who familiar. kicked fucking William knee, yeah. William Knight's knees out from his legs. That was yeah. He he's he's. I I mean I don't I don't even know. I feel like he was kind of a bad rep for the Pol- Polish uh, fight scene there because he he should have won that fight a lot easier. I feel like. Oh, come on, Max. He fought a guy Marcin Prono or something like that. Yeah, he fought a guy that looked like he could burn a cup at any moment. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's the most jacked true. human on fucking yeah, Earth. Yeah, you know what? I take that back. You're right. That was... Yeah, but he was the most jacked punching bag on Earth. He was poop. Marcin Prochno. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. But Alessi Chuck comes in. He has five finishes in the UFC thus far. He definitely, just like... We said a little bit about Song. He definitely has a striking prowess and opposed to Kai Barallo. If somehow his takedown defense can hold up and he can keep this on the feet or maybe even take Mount and ground and pound somehow, he, he always has a fighter's chance. But I really think Kai Barallo has – I think he has a clear advantage in this fight. One thing I noted in one of the last fights we talked about of his, he has a great knack for just being patient in a good way. He patiently works on his takedowns. He's such a wizard on the mat. He's really good at body control. He just knows how to use his body, and it looks really smooth while he does it. Brio, Kyle Barallo has also shown in his most former fights that he does mix in kicks and striking as well. He's, I mean, he is a jiu-jitsu nerd, but he will mix in striking. And I really think just with all that being said, he has a clear advantage here. Jefferson, who are you taking? Yeah, I think I got rocked with Barrio as well. I mean, Alexa Chuck, his striking is fucking amazing, and his ground game, I feel like, is going to give Barrio a little bit of, like, a little bit of more 
uh, I don't want to say a problem because I don't think it's really going to be a problem, but it's going to give them a little bit more of a struggle than we give them credit for. I mean, that reversal against Brundage was kind of fucking great. <clears throat> yeah, and I, I think it's term. God, Jeff. I was just saying the reversal to get the finish on him. That that really showed just like how like swift he can be on a on the ground, and when he starts mixing it well, I I think he has a chance. But I'm still rocking with Baralio. Yeah, and I think um like in terms of pure grappling, Baralio has the advantage. But like in the clinch. I would say Leshy Chuck has the advantage. Like his yeah. ground and pound can get a little fucking nasty at times. Yeah. Maximus, who are you taking? Well, <clears throat> I'm torn because I mean we're all torn for the same reasons, but I really need to make a correct pick here because I'm getting damn close to picking five hundred, which is not good on my all time pick uh record. So as much as you guys know my rule is to never pick against the Polak. I have to pick Kyle Barallo here, and I really hate to do it, but I have to pick him. I just think, like you guys said, uh, his jiu-jitsu is top tier. He's shown an ability to strike, and <clears throat> Miho's striking is better, and I, I really do like his, I guess, like defensive ground game. I, I That Brunage uh, fight that Jefferson brought up, I mean, that was really impressive to see the way that he just didn't fall apart under stress and was able to keep it together and um, get the win. So, I mean, there is that, but Kayo has shown just an ability kind of reminds me of a snake just to like slowly work people down and just slowly, I, his last performance reminded me of a snake the most. Cause it was just like such a slow um, destruction for his opponent. You could see him setting traps and it was really impressive. So I hate to do it, but I'm going to pick Kyle Barallo here. Yeah, and I th- and then one other thing I wanted to mention about Barallo before we move on is that his chin has just shown, like, it, it hasn't shown any signs of wearing at all, which worries me a little bit about Leslie Chuck being strike-heavy because he hasn't – I don't even think he has a registered knockdown against him yet. But wait till he has – he meets a Polish shin, dude. Could happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, going off that, let's hop into the next one. We got Rodolfo Vieira taking on Cody Brundage. Cody Brunswick comes into this fight with a takedown average of 3.2 per match, but that number is insane considering that four of his five UFC fights ended in round one. Brundage has also shown strides through his career that he can strike and really put you down, given the opportunity. He can also, like, once he puts you on your back, he'll fucking ground and pound you, or he can slip into a submission. He's pretty dangerous all over offensively. Now, where this gets interesting is that Rodolfo Vieira is a world champ in jiu-jitsu, where Brundage excels a little more in wrestling, Vieira excels a little more in the grappling department. So I'm not sure how Cody is going to go about using his strength, which is his wrestling. And if it stays on the feet, Rodolfo is no slouch either, as he landed 86 strikes on Chris Curtis. And I'm pretty positive that is the most strikes ever landed on Chris Curtis through his career. So just like Cody showed strides in his striking, I'm going to slightly lean Cody just because he has a little more power behind him. But I think this one's going to be like, pulling hairs to figure out who's the winner. Max, who are you leaning? Hopefully this fight's good because both these guys are ground guys, so they're going to hopefully just stand and bang, which is my, like, that's what I'm praying for. And if that's the case, I'm going to take Cody Brennage. I think his striking's a little bit better. Um, I'm not 100% on that. Like you said, this is really a pick em fight. And I will take Cody Brennage here just because 
uh, going off that old MMA rule that if it's two, if it's a grappler or two ground guys, uh, they kind of cancel each other out and they strike. And I think Cody has the advantage in striking, so I'm going with him. Jefferson. Yeah, I, I, I'm rocking with uh, what you call Vieira in this one. Uh, that fucking reversal, I'm still stuck on it. But that reversal made him look fucking silly. And if fucking only J Shuck could do that to him, I mean, that's some Polish jujitsu. I can't imagine what some Brazilian jujitsu is going to do to his ass. <laughs> Give me fear. Yeah, not to mention, he is quite literally a world champion in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, literally. So, well, give, give me Vera. Well, you make me want to take my pick back, but I really think Brundage always has that equalizer behind him, so I'm going to stay with Brundage. Max, you taking Brundage, too? I'm taking Brundage, yeah. Right, I feel perfect. worse about it now that Jeff had that line, but I, I'm going to stick with it. Yeah, it'll be a little battle. Us against him, Maximus. There you go. All right, let's move on to the next one. We got Julian Arosa coming in at 28 and 11, taking on Fernando Padilla, coming in at 14 and 4. After looking back on some of Padilla's tape, he's a lengthy kickboxer who's fought some real stiff competitors outside the UFC. I believe he was the Fury champion uh, in his most recent bout. Julian Arosa, obviously a seasoned barroom brawl style UFC fighter. He has tremendous volume, he mixes in his wrestling. This, for me, was going to be my NyQuil fight of the night because while both these guys are a little lengthy for the division, they both fight in close quarters. And like we know, Arosa lays it all out every fight he has. I mean, his fight against our boys, Steven Ocho Peterson, is one of the best striking matches you can watch, period, I think. It's up there with, like, Lawler. I, I just think it's a fantastic yeah. fight to watch. These guys are just going to go at it relentlessly. I cannot imagine this makes it to the fight scorecard. I'm going to lean Arosa just because of the experience, and Padilla's coming off a two-year layoff, and it's his debut. But I really just would more play the finish at some point. Jefferson? Yeah, I'm definitely rocking out with Julian Arosa. That, I mean, Padilla, he had, a, he had a damn good performance in his Dana White looking for a fight fight, but... And I mean, he's had he's had pretty good competition outside of the UFC. He fought Dan Ige before he made the UFC. I'm pretty sure. But other than I, I I'm just I'm not seeing it. Julian Arosa for your first fight. That's that's a little too too far of a step in the deep water. I feel like Julian Arosa yeah. just has that perfect like dog fucking skill set that that you only get with veterans yeah and i think like we've us, us three have mentioned before too that's a bitch to plan for for your debut yeah no doubt maximus which way are you leaning does francisco padilla seem like or sorry fernando not francisco does fernando padilla doesn't he seem like the exact fighter that Julian Arosa has had problems with his entire career. He's always had problems with long, lanky kickboxers like Alex Caceres, um, Seng Wu Choi, uh, Julio Arce. I mean, the list, that's like, uh, he lost to Patty, who's not that at all. But anyways, he has... Yeah, beat Hakeem Adaladu. Yeah, he did. But he he has shown, I mean, at least with three losses to um, kickboxers that are relatively lanky like Padilla is, um, I'm going to pick Padilla here, but I, I really like, um, Arosa because he is, 
he is uh he's he's just such a fun fighter to watch but and he i agree with you guys he's going to be an extremely hard test but i'm going to take fernando here just because i don't know he seems like the exact prototype of what um Arosa has struggled with his entire career and his last fight he did i mean he obviously got knocked out like badly against Casarius with one of the coolest remember do you guys remember that knockout it was oh yeah yeah um and it, that's a kick to that that's a, that's a head kick knockout those are tough to kind of come back from so i am um picking against him although i don't feel great about it and i love Arosa as a fighter yeah and i, I kind of agree too granted this could end up being almost like Ocho Peterson's retirement fight too, where we kind of think it's going to be a barroom brawl and it just might not be these fucking, these prospects who come in, like granted, he's not Brazilian, he's Mexican, but we'd like have no clue where to guess. Like you can only really judge off their amateur fights or their professional debuts outside of the UFC, but they're not always the best gauge on how good they are. Completely agree. Let's move on to a Dana White contender series alum. We got Waldo Cortez Acosta taking on Marcos Rogero de Lima. This is a super interesting fight. I think it could end up being a bit of a snoozer, but stylistically, it's kind of interesting. Waldo Cortez Acosta is a striker who puts out a ton of volume, especially for this division. He's only two fights into his UFC career, but he really hasn't fought any top tier grapplers. And one thing to Lima is he's definitely a top tier grappler for the heavyweight. DeLima has the experience edge. I think that's going to help him a lot in this fight. I believe he'll find one way or another to get this to the mat, even if it means maybe he gets knocked down by Costa, by Cortez Acosta, and I think he's just going to wear him down after that. And I might be one of the few people, too, who I'm not very high on Cortez Acosta. I don't know about you guys. Me neither, dude. I have not no, seen No, I'm it. not. Yeah, he's he's like I I think everyone's split on him. People either love him or they're not. I'm not sold on him. We all picked Jared Vandera and – I mean, Jared Vandera obviously lost to him, but I still felt like Jared Vandera was show, like making it difficult for him. I'm not high. Yeah, on honestly, Jared kept it real close. I, yeah. I think, dude, the damage that he did with the leg kicks in that fight, you could make an argument. Yeah, I, I think we did make that argument that he might have won that fight. I or we at least kind of gawked at the decision. I think I remember us talking about that. Yeah, completely. I'm I'm pretty sure we all picked Vandera even post fight. But uh, yeah. who are you guys leaning on this one? Um, uh, you go, Jeff. All right. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I, all that being said, I'm still rocking out with Waldo because this fight's gonna go one of two ways. It's gonna either be really good back and forth, fucking, pretty much a brawl until one inevitably fucking drops, which will probably be in the first if if that happens, which. I don't think it's very likely that that happens, and I think it's going more likely be they fucking throw a bunch at the beginning, mostly miss, and then gas out, and then it's a bunch of fucking big boys fucking wearing on each other and fucking trying to outpoint each other on the feet, which, if that's Sucks. the case, I, I think Wada wins. He's just, he's more of a point boxer. Especially in the for a heavyweight guy, he can kind of go the whole way and win, and he really like wins decisions. Honestly, he's a big point guy. Yeah, that's his bread and butter for sure. Yeah, literally. Yep. Max, which way are you leaning? I'm taking uh, Marcos Rogerio de Lima. <clears throat> I know. I think he's an underdog right now, and I know maybe some people are going to be against that pick because Waldo comes in six and zero, but. 
as we talked about with Jared Vandera, he threw some looks at Waldo that really kind of, I, I, we, he could have lost that fight. And I think Marcos, obviously a veteran of the game. Um, I like his ground game a lot. Obviously that's kind of his bread and butter. So I think if it does go the way that Jeff said it's going to go, which I think it will, because that's how these heavyweight fights go. Um, I apologize for my voice, by the way, I'm extremely sick right now. Uh, I probably should have mentioned that at the start, but, um, if it does go the way that I, that Jeff is saying it's going to go and it, and they end up kind of like point fighting, I do think Marcos is going to be able to get, take him down and, you know, kind of get control time or just, you know, make it difficult for him on the ground. So I'm going to take, uh, Marcos Rogero de Lima. And it's one of those things, maybe it's one of those like Cami Sosa bets that we always talk about where, um, if it gets out of the first round, maybe you kind of look to Marcos in my opinion, but I know you guys think he can outpoint Marcos, uh, Waldo can. Yeah, I'm still leaning to Lima, too, for those same reasons, Max. But I agree with Jeff. I, who fucking knows? And another thing yeah, is, with a lot, especially with the heavier weights, like we've talked about, they get a little sloppy. When the fighters get a little old, like Marcos coming in at 37, once they get over like 36, 37, 38, it's really hard to gauge what they have left in the tank. So, yeah, agreed. It, it, it gets a little rough. Yeah, because they'll look completely fine one fight, and then the next fight, they'll visually look old. You're like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? It's a lot of it's a lot of damage. They 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 have it tough. The heavyweights. Yeah, for sure. That Let's hop. Big bodies wearing on each other. <laughs> yeah. All right. Right. Thank you, Jeff. Um. Um. The <laughs> let's, next, let's hop we, into. Yeah. Go wait. Next. Before we move into that fight, sorry. Um. I just want to say my prelim pick of the night was Josh Quinlan versus Trey Waters, and I'm not fucking um taking that up. I'm not picking a new one because these prelims suck. That's all I wanted to say. So not technically a prelim pick of the night, opening the main card, but we'll let it slide, Max. Yeah, you're fucking lucky Mike's letting it slide because if I was host, that shit ain't <laughs> sliding, dude. <laughs> fair enough, Hugh, fair Jeff, enough. Hugh Jeff on his Friday night cutthroat shit. It's probably because <laughs> the Lakers are playing tonight. Yeah, he's he, he's he's locked no, in. No, no, we're cutting a fucking – we're cutting Memphis tonight. Oh, shit. <laughs> What do you, how would you feel if Dylan Brooks hits four threes and wins? Yeah, it? Dylan can't fucking hit two if he fucking <laughs> if that shit was twenty feet away. Dude, he couldn't guard Martin Boudet. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there you go. He All couldn't right, guard yeah, Jeffrey you're Houston. Right. You're right. You're right. Mike. You're right, Mike. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry. Right, let's move on to this opening. Well, this Max's prelim fight of the night, opening fight of the main card, mass confusion. But let's at least fucking dive into it. So we got. Have you guys been keeping up with Trey Waters? He just fought and won the LFA championship two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, with Literally. that sick knockout. <laughs> what the fuck? And I'm sure he is a wildly impressive fighter coming in at 6'5 with a 77-inch reach. And I honestly do hope he stands a chance and can bang with Josh Quinlan, who has two nukes on the end of his arms. And he can put, I think, anyone in this division to sleep at about any time. I'm just really worried about a guy who just fought two weeks ago. I'm wondering if he's just hopping in on this because he got the call and maybe it's a little too soon. I mean, maybe he can maintain the distance. Like, is Josh Quinlan the most technical fighter on earth? No. But does he have two things that can fucking knock your teeth out at any moment? Yes. (laughs) Yo, pause. (laughs) 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 things that can knock your teeth out at any minute hey yo (laughs) all right continue on sorry well for all those reasons max i'm leading josh quidlin at the moment oh yeah (laughs) max max give us your breakdown (laughs) well dude trey waters i I went back and i watched that 
uh, Jalen Fuller Trey Waters fight because that knockout went fucking viral because it was sick as fuck. Um, Jalen Fuller was like beating up Trey Waters in that fight, and then and then Trey Waters got the knockout win there. But I mean, he so he's fighting in like two weeks after getting beat up a little bit. He's going in against Josh Quinlan, who also pisses through cups, like literally, because remember he fought Jason Witt before Jason Witt was he supposed literally to come pissed through a cup. Yeah, and he he um he pissed hot, knocked out our boy Jason Witt, and then Jason Witt just didn't fucking answer our DMs anymore after that. But um <laughs> yeah, he knocked the sense out of Jason <laughs> Witt. Yeah. Um no, shout out Jason Witt. If you want to come on the pod, please do. Um but anyways, yeah, so I, I'm picking Josh Quinlan here because I mean Trey Waters on relatively short notice, coming off of a pretty rough fight against uh, Jalen Fuller, uh, going against 6-0 and uh, hot piss Josh Quinlan. Give me Josh Quinlan, dude. <laughs> Jeff, who you signing with? Yeah, I'm definitely rocking out with Josh Quinlan. Same shit y'all said. I mean, it, it's a debut versus a fucking killer, a guy who literally pisses hot. I mean, what can we say? This is... It's spelling disaster for you, Samoa Joe. <laughs> Dude, Max is full fever dream. He said, give me hot piss Quinlan. Hot piss Quinlan, boys. This is the fever episode. It's feeling fun. It's feeling real fun. Those <laughs> runs a muck on us. Let's go. All right. Uh, what, all right. W- wait, what did you end up picking, Mike? Quinlan as well. Quinlan. All right. So we. Fucking... So this is. So now we're going to hop into. This is the new main event. Oh man, oh. a real fucking stinky one, boys. This the main event of the prelim. prelim, not main event. Oh, I was gonna say main event of the prelim, but yes, featured prelim. I but it's a say, real... don't don't give it the fucking the run <laughs> the, right, the fucking say, right of a name event. of a main event. I mean, let's be real. If we thought Rogero de Lima and Casa Ortez or Cortez Acosta is gonna be a sloppy one, this is gonna be trenches. Yeah, this gonna is be gonna tough. be gutter sloppy, boys. This is going to be like fucking Buffalo Strip Club. Just nasty. Oh. Disgusting, dude. Like, hey, I'm eating here. Curse one. <laughs> it's going to be a cursed one, dude. We got Martin Boudet taking on Jake Collier. Have you guys ever – have you guys looked into Jake Collier's career? You know he used to be a middleweight? That's insane. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I, I only know him from the Chris Barnett fucking fight of the year right there. That I yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, real great one. I mean, what I was just alluding to is all I could say about this fight. I just think this is going to be a sloppy heavyweight brawl. There's not going to be a finish. It's going to look really messy by round three. Maybe Kyle. I, dude, I don't even fucking know who to pick. I guess I'll hear what you guys have to say and then pick. Jeff, what sloppy guy well, are you leaning? Crazy enough. Sloppy guy. Mike. Hammy says is locking a fucking knife. Oh no, dude, Martin Slovak, Slovak motherfucker. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Here. Me and Jeff dude. are Slovak on our mom's side, dude. We're Polish I mean, on our, we're Polish on our opposite side, and then our mom, who is how we're related, is fucking Slovak. So we're Polak Slovaks. <laughs> we gotta go with the Slovaks. Got the fucking the Luka Doncic out here. Yeah, our, our, <laughs> yeah, grand, our grandfather is Slovak. <laughs> so I'm definitely rocking with fucking Martin Boudet. I mean, Jay Collier. I, after that fucking fight with Chris Barnett, his gas tank is shot. That was tough. I mean, what can you say? He got out gassed <laughs> by Chris Barnett. I mean, and, Martin Boudet's a point fighting kickboxer. 
I don't see him not, not getting outgassed by fucking Martin Boudet in this fight. Give me Martin Boudet by a mile. And it's somehow a fucking pick him. Crazy. Give me wow. Martin Boudet by a mile. And yeah. ri- riddle me this for your lock of the night, too. Because I'm agreeing with you, but riddle me this. How the fuck can a guy who used to be <laughs> jacked at 185 run out of gas all of a sudden fighting up? He should, he's got uh, he's got a fucking bodysuit on him now. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a fucking puffy coat filled with fucking Pillsbury Doughboy. Jesus Christ. Max, are you taking Mr. Boudet from the Eastern Bloc? Give me the motherfucking Slovak, dude. My, this is this is a very uh, patriotic episode for Jefferson and I as two Polish Slovakian American men. We we have much representation on this card, and I'm very excited. Um, yeah, Martin, dude, everything that Jefferson said, he he's gonna outpoint and uh, tire out Jake Collier. Now, Jake Collier nearly knocked Chris Barnett out like a million times, and he like broke his jaw, kind of. Remember how fucking swollen Chris Barnett's face got in the middle of his hit people thought he had a stroke in the middle of the fight um so he does have hands so do i see jake collier going out throwing one snipe and absolutely knocking the fuck out of martin boudet possibly i don't think it's gonna happen though give me martin boudet yeah i'm gonna lean boudet i, I love lock it in with hammy says lock of the night as well oh yeah either we fucking go out on top with hammy's lock of the night or we go out on the shitter yeah, exactly. Oh, that should yeah. almost be a fucking podcast rule from now on. We can't even side against Ham's lock on a night. That's that's I like that rule. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, and, and from now on, I'm a fucking lock in, and I'm <laughs> locked in on this one. <laughs> but you say that every time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But then I fucking bet with my heart. But this yeah. time, I'm not betting with my heart because both of you guys fuck Chris Barnett. Actually, I, I'm revoking that rule already. And actually, no I'm way. taking the guy who beat Chris Barnett. <laughs> so I'm betting against my heart with this one. <laughs> I'm actually revoking This guy that beat him already. with illegal strikes, too. Yes, he did. I'm revoking it already because there's no way in hell I would have picked Cheeto over Sandman. So I got to revoke oh, yeah, the rule no, already. You're right. Yeah, that was <laughs> no a wild shot. one. I, no, no, no. I'll, I'll give you that. That was a wild one. <laughs> with your empty case, you're a wild boy. <laughs> oh, All right, let's get to this. Uh, yeah, Cody final fight. fight. Final fight. We're gonna review at least. Yeah. So we got Cody Durden coming in at fourteen four and one, fighting Charles Johnson coming in at thirteen and four. Cody Durden, if he wants to win, will come into this fight mixing and wrestling. Well, going wrestling first and mixing in his power shots, they open themselves up to Charles Johnson. Durden had good success with both fasts against Carlos Mata and a, I can never get this guy's name right. Ariki Lang. He's got one name. I think, yeah. Oh, it's like a a Corleang. I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah, we talked about him before the Durden fight. I know Matt's not pronouncing it right. (laughs) No way. There's no way what I said was right. (laughs) We'll go with a Rikri Lang. Yeah. Charles Johnson, the other hand, he lacks the power, but he very much makes up for it in the volume. He uses his reach to his advantage and will be more likely to win through the judge's scorecard and opposed to a finish. But a guy coming in on his fourth fight in about five months and Charles Johnson trying to scrap out a win, kind of almost like we were saying about Julian Arosa against a guy who's just scrappy, mixed in wrestling, and can definitely knock you the fuck out at any given moment. I just think this is a tall task. I think he's going to struggle a little bit. I think Durden's pressure is really going to draw him to a win. I got to lean Durden in this one. Maximus? Uh, I'm going Durden as well for the same reasons that you put. I mean – 
yeah, I mean, this the, this is going to be actually a fun fight to op- to kind of get it going, but I really don't know who to pick. I, I feel Durden, though, in my opinion. Jefferson. Yeah, I'm actually rocking out with Charles Johnson. I mean, I I don't know if it's just my fucking my trend this card, rocking out with the striker and excuse me, and all of these like point <laughs> point fucking <laughs> had a little burp there, a little DP burp. <laughs> <My bad. laughs> but rock, rocking out with all the strikers and these kind of like point point like fucking splitting hair matchups that we have in this card but yeah i'm just rocking with charles george charles johnson he definitely has the gas tank to i feel like keep up with uh cody durden's uh takedown attempts and i yeah i just think he'll be able to get it done and throughout 15 minutes i think he'll be able to get back to his feet and outpoint him on on the feet whenever it is there. Well, I think the fights that you've been leaning that way too are all splitting hairs. So I, they're completely yeah. reasonable picks. Yeah, no doubt. This card is like full of these fights. It's weird. Yeah. A lot of fucking pickums. Well, we will be back next week with a review of this card. Hopefully Jeff's Lakers can take it. Hopefully Max's fucking COVID brain's gone. And then we'll be back to preview the Wait, next hopefully the, Steelers, hopefully the Steelers pick Joey Porter Jr. right yeah, now. Fuck the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully they pick Joey Porter Jr. right now and not Will Levis. I don't think they would pick Will Levis, but if they fucking do. It doesn't <laughs> matter. They stink. Right, that's enough out of you. Dude, how do you, wait, how do you feel about your, uh, the Ravens, Ravens pick? They got Zay Flowers. Ravens? Right? Ravens. They got Zay Flowers. I like the right? pick. I fucking like love that it. pick. I love that Me pick. Me too. I like yeah. Zay Flowers. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Sorry for cutting you off. Uh, thanks no, for you're completely fine. We'll be back coming up with um, our preview or sorry, review of this UFC Fight Night card. So thank you all for listening. We'll be back soon and peace.